the Lord. Thank you so much. But God is truly an amazing God. Oh, yeah. And he is truly, thank you so much. He is truly worthy yes. to be praised. Are you glad to be in God's presence one more time? Yeah. December, January. <laughs> January is almost over. And we are moving along. Amen. Amen. 
And it is a blessing to know that we serve an amazing God and he is truly worthy to be God's house just one more time just to be able to worship and magnify him, the one that created the heavens and the earth, um, the one that spoke life into this, this broken body, amen? The one that does so much for us, we can't even begin to count the ways. You know, they say, don't forget to, to count your blessings. Anybody heard that before? Don't forget to count your blessings. Name them one by one. The reality is we, it's just, it's just, we can't count them. We can't count him. He's protecting us from danger seen and yes, unseen. Yes. There is so much that he's doing for us that we're not even aware of. Even in the midst of some of our most difficult times, God is working. God is moving. And it seems at times that God has abandoned us, that God has left us alone as if he has just placed us on the island of Patmos for us to fend for ourselves. But the truth of the matter is God is working. God is moving. God is doing some stuff. Amen. Oh, yeah, we can put our hands together right there. Because God said, I will never leave you, and I will never forsaken you. So no matter what's going on, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what's going on around your life, no matter what's going on underneath your life or above your life, it doesn't matter anything. God is working it out for your good. And I can just praise him right there, amen, that God loves me so much that he's willing to lay it all down for little old me. If, the, if the, 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 the word of God declares that if you don't praise him, the rocks will praise him. If you don't cry out for him, the rocks will cry out for him. And I don't want no rocks crying out my praise. Amen. I don't want no rocks. No rocks. They weren't even created with the ability to speak. Why will I give them all of that power to cry out on my praise? I can praise him for myself. So we thank God for this worship experience today. We want to work, welcome you who are viewing with us online. We praise God for you for taking time out to worship with us on our virtual streaming platforms. Amen. So we praise God for you. We thank God for you. And we just want to continue to lift you up in prayer as we pray here in the physical space. Now, my ears were not deceiving me. I thought that all that praise and all that excitement and all that joy, amen, amen. I understand we have some, some, some friends or family in the house, amen. And so we praise God, amen. Amen. We praise God for you, your friends. Special friends. Amen. Amen. We praise God for they you. They fooled me. They huh? fooled me. They fooled, they fooled me. you this morning. She texted me. Y'all singing. We're going to be watching y'all virtually this Amen. morning. They live in Kansas City. Amen. And here they are in person. Praise the Lord. Started. All the way from Kansas City. Welcome. Bless you. Thank God for traveling mercies for you. And you got here just in time. <laughs> just in time. Amen. Thank you so much. Keep me on task and keep me on point. Because this old brain sometimes do what it wants to do. Amen. But we praise God for you. Do we have anyone else visiting with us for the very first time? The second time. We praise God for you. Do want to take that time to acknowledge you 
Um, and as we celebrate, amen, on the Sabbath and worship on the Sabbath, we understand that there is some birthdays. Sister, sister, sister Robin, she's looking around. Such a modest, modest, she's looking around. Uh, is, is, is it today or is it tomorrow? When it's today on the Sabbath. Amen. We we praise God for you. I think last in 22, we were closed. We had at least two birthdays on the Sabbath that we closed the year out with. And, and now we're starting five on the 16th. Friends' birthdays on the 16th. Yeah, we're going to get her when she gets back. <laughs> Amen. But we want to celebrate you right now as we open up a new year on the Sabbath celebrating birthdays. We celebrate with you. Do we, do we, we're going to sing to you. Amen. But I want to acknowledge any other birthday. I know Friends is on the uh, 16th, and I know we have others' birthdays. Some has passed, amen? But some are in front of your brothers is when? Today. Amen, amen. You know, and my brother's birthday is on the 29th. And so we praise God for all of our January babies. Can we sing happy birthday? Amen. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. That was a special one. They call your name out. Normally they say happy birthday, dear member, or they'll say <laughs> happy birthday, happy birthday. <laughs> but 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 you're special, amen. And so we said happy birthday, Sister Robin. We praise God for you, amen. Amen, Pastor. And it's, and and it's, it's yes. lawful to do good on the Sabbath, so, so y'all can give us something good today. Amen. <laughs> yes, y'all can. <laughs> Amen. We praise God for you. Any anniversaries? Any anniversaries? Any anniversaries? Celebrating anniversaries this month? 16. Bobby. Amen. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep it up because every every week we want your hand to go up. Amen. Amen. Uh huh. It's today. So he messed up last week. Said the 16th. Throw a number out there, Doc. But you know, they say time flies when you're having fun. So, it, you know, it happens like that. But it is today. Your anniversary is today. And last week, I think I asked you how many months, but I'm going to be nice and ask you how many years. I threw you out there again, huh? Eight, because that, is that the number we're going with? That's the number we're going to stick with that one. <laughs> well, we celebrate my ex sister Carmelina. How many years? 38. 38. Amen. Bro, Mike, is it 38 or 37? Which one is it? Say <laughs> whatever she said. Say whatever she said. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you ain't getting me this way. Last week he was, uh, uh, but praise the Lord for 38 years. Baby, we got Amen. some work to do. We got some work to do. <laughs> Amen. We now, we don't have an anniversary, but there are some anniversary songs out there, but we're going to keep it saved and sanctified. Amen. But we do celebrate with you for 38 years. Any other anniversaries? Any other anniversary? Amen. Anyone celebrating a milestone? Any type of milestone? Amen. 
Well, listen, we thank God for you. We want to welcome you here to Tabernacle of Praise, where we just love to worship and magnify the name of the Lord. And we are family, amen? amen. And we worship in the spirit of beauty and holiness. I have a couple of announcements I do want to share with us. Of course, on tomorrow, we're having our ministry leaders training program. Um, I do have that Zoom link. It did go out in a text message to all of the leaders um, and even some of the members. So if you don't have that Zoom link, please get with us and let us know and we'll make sure that you get that. It starts at nine o'clock and it'll go from nine to 12. And there is a schedule that should have gone out as well. Um, and I, if you don't have that schedule, please let us know and we'll make sure that you get that. So some of the um, training sessions will be repeated um, from nine um, and 11. And then there are some that are going um, the, the 11 o'clock will go up to 12 o'clock. So if you don't get the 9 o'clock one, you can catch it at 11 o'clock. Um, but you, we have the schedule here for you to join in to be a part of that special leadership training. And this is for all members. I know we say for the officers of the church, but we want to open it up to every member. Amen. Just in the event. Um, you are contemplating or are you wondering about a particular ministry? Well, this is your opportunity to log in, to get some information, and just see if this is where the Lord is, is, is moving you in, the direction that the Lord is moving you in. Because we don't want a dead church, a still church, a no, stagnant no. church. We want a church that is moving. And our prayer is that everybody, how many, how many? Everybody, everybody has some type of ministry going on in the church. We don't need... We don't need pew ministry um, ministry. We don't need that. We don't need the pew ministry, um, the pew warming ministry. Amen. We don't need any pew warmers. Amen. Um, the air can do that for us. Amen. Is that all right? Um, and so we want every member um, to be involved, actively involved in the ministry here at Tabernacle of Praise. Um, also, I don't have that date. It just slips me, but there is a um, marriage retreat that is coming up. Um, I'll share that information with you, as well as a men's ministry retreat that will be coming up this year as well. And so you'll hear more about that. Um, you'll hear more about that um, in, uh, throughout this week or, or month. Amen. Um, at this time, if we can just take a moment as we bow our heads um, for a word of prayer. Loving Lord, our Father and God, again, we're so thankful, privileged, and honored to be able to open up our mouths and to bless your name. You are truly an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. And so we give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory. Um, we love you, Lord. We thank you and we bless you. Um, without you, there would be no us. Without you, Father, we can do nothing, but with you, we are more than conquerors. And so we thank you for all of our family and friends and our guests that has traveled from afar. Thank you for traveling, yes. mercies, and we pray that their time here will be full of your joy as they make their um, trip back home, that you will keep them safe and protected, cover them even now. Pave the way, make the crooked road straight. Do what you do, God, throw your weight around, and let us all leave this space, oh God, better than we were when we came in, and we will be ever so mindful to give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. ask everyone that's comfortably able to please stand at this time and sing along with us. Once I was lost, I was deep 
Are you running with Jesus? Are you running with Jesus? I'm on my way. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of our Father, our Savior, and our King as we gather our thoughts, our hearts, as we approach God's throne. Uh, we do have a few family members that we do want to keep in prayer. Uh, we want to remember um, Sister Alexandra, who was taken to the hospital this week. Um, we want to keep her lifted up in prayer. Amen. We also want to remember um, Sister um, Love in prayer as she mourns the loss of, of her sister, as well as our very own brother Thomas Jenkins, who um, will be funeralizing his grandmother um, later on this month. So we want to keep them in prayer. We also want to remember our sister Elaine in prayer. Um, we want to cover um, all of our members um, who weren't able to be here. I um, want to lift them up in prayer. Um, my very own Elder Kwame, want to remember him in prayer. Faithful member, faithful elder. Um, so we want to keep him lifted up in prayer. And so what we want to do starting out this year, something brand new. Uh, we want to we want to lay hands on each member, um, one by one. And so each Sabbath, what we want to do is call down a family, and we want to want the elders to come. We're going to surround the family. We want to lay hands on the family. We're going to anoint the family. We're going to place oil on the family because we want God's covering over our church. And so we want to be intentional. And instead of just a blanket prayer of, we want to lay our hands on you. And so what we want to do is start with our elders and our board, and then we'll work our way through the, through the congregation. So I'm going to start with our very own first elder and his wife, Sister Teresa. If you guys can meet us down at the front, I'm going to ask my elders if you can come as we surround um, the family. And we want to lay hands on them. We want to pray intentionally. Sister Teresa has a... Surgery or procedure, surgery um, this week, and this is another reason why we want to do this because we have family members that are um, have surgeries, they have doctor's appointments, and I've actually had situations where members didn't say anything and went to the hospital, and and the and the news wasn't favorable, and so we want to pray over Sister Teresa. We want to pray over Elder Harris. And I also want to ask if you who are in the building, if you want to draw close to the altar, we want to encourage you to come at this time. So it's not just limited to just our special prayer-focused family. But if you feel the need to draw close to the altar, there's a desire, something that's burdened, we encourage you to come at this time. Also, for you who are viewing online, we just ask if you are with a family, a friend, a loved one, we're asking if you can just lock hands together and just hold that family member close as we enter into a time of prayer. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we're so thankful, so privileged, and we're so honored to be able to come before you in this manner. And we recognize God, and we know that it is not us, any one of us, but it's because of your spirit that moved through this congregation. We take nothing for granted, but in all things, Father, we give thanks. 
And as we start our prayer focus family for the year 2023 with being intentional about praying for each member of this here great congregation, we want to lift up before you in a very special way our very own Elder Harris and his wife, Sister Teresa. Father, we understand and know that there is no power in the oil, but the power lies in you. But we place this oil on them, oh God, as a symbol of your power, a symbol of your anointing, a symbol of your favor over their lives. And so, Father, as we cover them, as the elders lay hands on them, as we touch and agree in the name of Jesus, we're asking, oh God, that you would do a great work in the elder Harris' life. We're asking right now in the name of Jesus that you will pour out a double portion. Do what needs to be done to draw his heart and his mind close to you. Let him know, O oh God, that you are a God that faileth not and that you see the end from the beginning. Let him know, Father God, that you have him in the palm of your hands and that you make no mistakes. So whatever it is, oh God, health-wise, let him know that you have it. Whatever it is, oh God, financially, let him know that you have a cattle on a thousand. Whatever it is, oh God, that Elder Harris need, we pray that you will break it right now. Break the chains that bind. Release him in the name of Jesus and let your presence be made known. We also want to lift up before you in a very special way, sister. To Teresa, who has a procedure, a surgery this week, oh God, we're asking in the name of Jesus that you will pave the way right now, that you will make the crooked road straight in the name of Jesus, that you will be with the physicians and the doctors. They may think they know, oh God, but we're asking that you will step in right now, Father God, and that you will take the lead, that you will guide the surgeon's hand, guide their eyesight, guide their, 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 their thought process. Up. Guide them in the name of Jesus. Up. And we pray, oh God, that this procedure will bring her back better. Up. That this procedure, oh God, up, will bring her back stronger. Up. That this procedure, oh God, up, would not just only fix the issue, up, but whatever it is, oh God, that is connected to this issue, up, that you will fix that as well. Up. So we're going to the source, up, not the doctors, up, not the surgeons, up, but we're going to the King of Kings up, and the Lord of Lords. Lord, uh, and we're asking your father right now uh, in the name of Jesus uh, that you will cover her now. Uh, Satan has no place. Uh, we bind Satan right now. Uh, we rebuke the evil one right now. Uh, we cast him out in the name of Jesus. Uh, so father do what you do today oh God uh, and cover this family right now. Uh, keep their marriage intact. Uh, keep them in the name of Jesus. Uh, let them know that you are the author uh, and the finisher of their faith. Uh, that no weapon formed against against them uh, shall prosper in the name of Jesus. Uh, so Father do it now oh God uh, that when they leave this space today oh God uh, that their marriage will be stronger uh, that their marriage will be better uh, that their union oh God uh, will represent the kingdom of God uh, and we will be ever so mindful uh, to give you the praise for this here union. Father God we pray even also for all of our family and friends that have been stricken by death our family and friends that are still mourning the loss of loved ones, sisters and grandmothers, brother Jenkins and sister love. We pray for sister Elaine, oh God, as she's battling health challenges as well, our very own elder Kwame. Father God, we pray that you will go through the bedroom, the bathroom, the whatever it is, the kitchen, wherever they may be right now, and that you will lay your hands up on them, let them know that you have it. Father God, we also want to lift up before you in a very special way, our very own. Brother 
and Sister Doyle. We ask, oh God, that you will cover and keep them. Be with Alexandra in a very special way, oh God. We ask, oh God, that you would just give her strength back. That you would give her mobility back. That you give her, Father God, not just a, 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 her, for her to thinking the way she used it, but give her a strong mind, oh God. We pray that you would be with, with Brother O'Meal, oh God. That you would cover him as well. That you would give him strength as he supports his wife through this difficult time. And daughter, oh God, cover the family right now, oh God. Let them know that you have them, that this is not a mistake, that you see it all. You understood it before it even happened. We also want to lift up before you my daughter's friend, Jayon, his mom, who was also stricken with a health challenge, oh God. We pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will bring healing about over the family. And Lord, be with those that are online that is viewing with us. You know what they need. You know what they're in need of. Cover and keep them. Those that have drawn close to this altar. Father, let us not leave here the same way we came. But let us leave here with a newfound love for the things of God. And Father, we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. Thank you for this privilege. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen again. I can't wait for my turn. <laughs> I want to skip ahead. <laughs> Good morning, unsung heroes. And I know you've been on your job saving, going out there, bringing people to Christ, showing your colors, kindness, honesty, friendliness. I know you've been doing a thing out there for the Lord. So I just want to say happy Sabbath. God is so good to all of us. And I want to do some little housekeeping. We know we always have to clean the house up a little bit. So first of all, I want to thank, I'm going to try not to leave out anybody, the choir and the choir director and the prayer ministry leader and women's ministry leader. Last week, um, a call went out for prayer. And so everybody was texting back and forth prayers and praying for this person, that person. And I just stuck out there. Do you have, a, we have a flood victim, and um, <clears throat> they need some stuff. And then people just thought, what, what, uh, what I really wanted was referrals to, like, uh, the Salvation Army or something like that, you know. But they started bringing stuff. They were like, oh, I got this. I'm going to bring this. I'm going to talk to the people at, at uh, my job, et cetera, et cetera. So I want to say thank you to everybody, and all those ministries were involved in that, and I just want to say thank you to everybody for hearing a call that I didn't really make, <laughs> you responded in the loving way that Tabernacle Praise does. So I just want to say thank you. And then I want to say, remember that 12 steps, we're back at it this year. No, we didn't reach all of our goals last year, because as we were reaching those, some new ones popped up. So we want to reach some new goals this year. So everybody, don't think you're off the hook. I hear people say, you know, when you have a New Year's resolution, you forget in two weeks. Y'all not forgetting any New Year's resolutions. 
we're going to be better this year in some area of our life. Now, please don't make me decide for you how you're going to be better. <laughs> we don't want to do all that. God gives everybody free will and free choice. So I want everybody to choose some area of your life that you want to be better in and then come to 12 steps and let us help you reach your goal. And then the new ministry, um, there's a new ministry. As you guys know that uh, we have an awesome media team and they have, we have a Roku station. Now, Lee and I actually looked at a movie on Roku. So I'm, I'm thinking, wow, this is pretty cool. This is nice. This is good. So we have a new ministry starting with um, Tabernacle, I mean, with um, our, minister, our media team and stewardship team coming together to bring you uh, testimonies of the church. What she's asking everybody in here, if you have a testimony, which we all do because everybody's breathing, and you can come on Roku and say, I'm breathing. See? You can do that. So if you have a testimony, which we all do, then we'd like for you to talk to either Karen or myself so we can get this started. And we can have our station out there doing something. So we're trying to build the programming out for this new. So if you know how to write skits, plays, you want to follow it through, let's do that. Now we have some problems. Some of our our uh, unsung heroes. First of all, I want to say welcome back to our unsung heroes that have gotten well. And I know that Elaine was doing better. I saw her last week at the party. You know, she was out there supporting. And so I want to say there are some new problems. Some of our unsung heroes have lost loved ones. I know that one of our unsung heroes, her sister, both sisters, was in the hospital at the same time one out of town and one in St. Louis area, I believe. And one of them passed on. And so she's really battling it. So we need to let them know, if they're looking at, at us, we need to let them know and everybody needs to let them know loudly and clearly and to remind them. So I say what I say and you say what you say and you need to make sure that there's others all around us who have people who have died. So I want you to say, I say, God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. He is so good, you guys. He really, even in our badness, in our hard situations, God is still good. And if we hang in there and go beyond today, go be every day, what do they say, one day at a time, one moment. If we can make it through one moment, hanging on, clinging on to Jesus, the promise will come through. I believe that with all my heart. And that's why I bring to you a promise from the Bible today. It's in Deuteronomy 28, and it's uh, 28, verse 13. And Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day to observe and to do them, Every person in this room, everybody, no matter who you are, how old you are, you have already been ordained by God to be the head. You're already there. If you could just grab hold to the vision, you have been ordained. You, you're the head because you get to go out and tell people Jesus loves you. You're the head because he says, if you do what I tell you to do, it's 
all kinds of blessings. You'll be blessed in the field, blessed in your house. Your children will be blessed. Your dogs and cats will be blessed. If you have horses and cows, he will bless you. But you have to do only two things, listen and act. So if when I said, let's improve, and then you thought, I'm going to improve by being kinder. That's not you. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Now you follow that up with behavior. So when the Lord says, go ahead and give the key to that mink coat, you know, you just fall through with that. <laughs> don't hesitate and think about it. Don't wonder if I, I'm one of those pet people who don't like animals to be killed. Don't think, don't think about me being vegan. Just give me the coat. <laughs> if God asks you to do it, do it. So people are always here. well, how do I know? It's God. First of all, the devil's not going to tell you to do anything nice. That's the first issue. So you know already if it's a good thing, it's not from him. So you can listen. Secondly, you're reading, you're studying, you're testifying, you're listening to the pastor's sermons, you're acting on those sermons. You are in love with Jesus. So you're in a relationship with him. Now, I would know the difference between Lee's voice and Paul's voice. And I'm not going to even listen to Paul, <laughs> but I'm going to listen to Lee. I'm in a relationship with Lee. I'm in a love relationship with him. So when God says, and you're in your love relationship with God, and when he says, hey, I need you to do such and such. You know him. You were just praying to him. You were just worshiping him on the Sabbath. You were reading the Bible the other day. This is the voice of God. Fear is not your God. Fear will say, no, don't do that. Don't do that. No, you tell fear, you're not my God. God has already ordained you to be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. Take your rightful position this year. Be the head, not the tail, above, not beneath. And any voice that says to you, you're not good enough, say, you're not my God. I don't have to listen to you. You guys have a blessed Sabbath. God is so good all the time to us. Praise the Lord. We're going to see. I didn't forget you guys. Invite the deacons to come down to take up the offering, an expression of our love, an expression of, our, of God's goodness to us, an expression of all the blessings he's given us. Most honorable Father, how grateful we are for your goodness and your mercy in our lives. We are only returning to you just a small piece of all that you want to give us, help us this year to claim what you have promised us and to be diligent about hearing and doing what you say. And Lord, above all things, we cannot be unfaithful in, uh, in other areas and be completely um, claiming all of the blessings. Help us to be faithful in all areas of our life. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we thank you, Lord. Amen.
put our hands together. He's worthy. 
Can we just stay there? He's worthy. Can we just worship him right there? He's worthy. Danger scene. Gunshots fired all night last night in my neighborhood. Danger scene. Protecting me in my house. He's worthy. He's worthy. Oh, he's worthy. I lift my hands and I give him praise and I give him honor <laughs> and I give him glory. For he is truly amazing. He is truly amazing. You know, I, I fought to come into this thing called Christianity. I fought. I didn't want to have nothing to do with it. I told God, I said, you, you, you got me mixed up. You, you referring to that other guy named Jonathan. No, 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 you don't want me in here. Although I'm so glad that God knows how to turn a deaf ear to foolishness. I lift my hands. Thank you so much, musicians, praise team, choir. Thank you so much for ushering us into the presence of a living God. Let me explain something. If you don't feel the presence of the Lord in this place right now, I don't know what to say. And I'm not just saying that because I'm the pastor or I'm, that I'm standing here with the mic and that this is just something to say. No, no, no. I feel the presence of the Lord in this space today. Hallelujah. I can just worship him right there all day long. <laughs> Hallelujah. Deep down inside, I am a worshiper. It don't take much for me to cut a rug. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. I told you, I told you before, and you've heard me say it when we go out of town and, and we come back home and my floor is still there. But <laughs> I get excited. My TV still sitting where I left it. Come on, somebody. I get excited. It don't take much for me. Sometimes when the wind blows. When the wind blow, I get excited <laughs> because he's so good to us. He's so good to us. I'm not going to be before you. Good to see you here, family of God. Our ushers, I, I overlooked our ushers today. Did you see our young ushers, our youth holding it down? Sister Kennedy is representing our head usher is out of town. And she left the rain. She left the keys to the young folk. Anybody can leave their keys to their young folk? <laughs> Anybody giving their keys up to their young folk? This sister left the keys. Somebody shook their head. Yeah, you, you can. You trust her. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank God for you, Sister Kennedy, your team, our youth. Can we just put our hands together for our youth again? Amen. Praise God for you. 
And I will fail to be, you know, remiss if I didn't just put a plug in for our media team. We thank God. We know they they back there running around and doing things, and we like, oh, are we live yet? We we. And they back there making sure everything is good to go. And so we praise God for you back there as well. Listen, we want to jump right into our text today. I believe I do have a word from the Lord. And I want to ask if you can journey with me as we start with the book of Matthew chapter 8. And we'll read verses 23 down to verse 27. Again, that's Matthew chapter 8, uh, verses 23 through 27. And for those of you who allowed your devices to accompany you to the service today, we, we want to encourage you to use those devices. But for those of you who were so excited to get here, you just couldn't wait to get here and you left your Bible or your device on the counter, we do provide this screen for you to follow along with us. Amen. <laughs> So if you can stand with us in honor of the reading of the word of God, uh, we do it here responsibly. I'll read the verse, the first verse, and then you read the second, and we'll do the last one together. Matthew chapter 8, verse 20, Matthew chapter 8, verse 23, and it reads, Now when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. Verse 25 says, then his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are <laughs> perishing. Verse 26. Verse 27 all together says, so the men marveled, saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Uh, today we want us to take a look at um, just the thought or the topic, the sovereignty of the Savior. The sovereignty of the Savior. Father God, again, we are so thankful, privileged, and honored to be able to be in this space on this platform. We take nothing for granted, but in all things, we give thanks. So we're asking you now to purge us from within, cleanse us even now, forgive us all from our sins, and help us to reflect you in everything we say and do, that as we move forward now, um, nothing will hinder us from hearing the word of the living God. Now I must decrease that the word of God may increase into your hands. I commit my spirit in Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen, amen. and amen again. And you may be seated in the presence of an amazing God. Uh, the sovereignty of the Savior. Uh, verse 25, 26 says, but he said to them, why are you fearful? O you of little faith. The Bible says, then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Jesus gets into a boat to go to the other side of the sea with his disciples. Um, they followed him. They got in the boat. They watched Jesus. They spent time with Jesus. They 
watch Jesus do ministry, and now Jesus is needing just a little alone time. So the Bible says he gets into a boat to go over to the other side. But here it is, the disciples get in the boat with him. They get in the boat with him, and they uh, tag along, if you will. And I can imagine, I can imagine you've been around someone that has been doing miraculous things. I mean, they're doing things that you've never seen before, opening the eyes of the blind and folk that you know them personally that cannot hear, and now they're able to hear, and, and individuals that you witness and you know personally that were stricken with paralysis, and now they're jumping, they're rejoicing, all because of this man called Jesus. So I can imagine the disciples as Jesus stepped into this boat, although they didn't know what they were about to get into. They didn't know what was happening next. All they knew was that this man called Jesus has power to give sight to the blind. This man called Jesus has the ability, the, the power and the authority to speak and life comes back in the body. Why wouldn't I want to follow him? Why wouldn't I want to get in this boat and follow him? I don't care where he's going. I just want to be where Jesus is. And so the disciples get into the boat. They follow him. After they get in the boat, the Bible says there was this storm that just happened to show up. Now, I want to put a pen right there because I want to just encourage somebody along the way that no storm just happened to show up. That whatever storm you're experiencing, whatever storm you're encountering, I want you to know that it's not just by happenstance that it showed up when the phone rang and the news came and it was major knees buckled. I just want to help you along the way because it's very crucial that we understand the God that we're getting into the boat with already knew uh, what was about to happen although he didn't tell you although he didn't text you he didn't email you I get it he didn't phone you but let's be real and clear in here today that nothing gets by Jesus oh I wish I had some help in here this morning I feel some I feel some showing up it, it, it ain't all the way there yet but 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 I feel some here because the disciples got in the boat with the understanding that I'm following somebody that has the ability to do miraculous things but here it is. They get into the boat. The storm shows up. The text tells us. It says that, and suddenly, amen, it just happens to show up. It wasn't like there was a warning. It wasn't like the wind picked up. It wasn't like there was some waves that started to get a little rough. No, the text says that suddenly it showed up. Everything is going good. Everything is going great. Everything, all is well in the neighborhood. And all of a sudden, this storm shows up that shook the very core of the disciples. I just want to put another pen right there because I'm going to be putting pens all over it. So if, you, if I stick, you just say, ouch, amen. Uh, 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 the storm showed up. And so here it is. The disciples, while they were so eager and, and so excited to follow Jesus, they weren't aware or even prepared for what was to come next. Uh, I, think, I think you missed it right there. They weren't aware and they weren't prepared for what is to come next. At least they thought they weren't. So here it is, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They, they get in the boat. The tempest shows up on the sea so that the boat was covered 
with waves, but Jesus was asleep. Now, I had to stop right there as I went over this passage because, you know, when you read the text, of course, there is a lot that is left out because just one verse back in verse 23, the Bible says that when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. The next verse we hear, Jesus is sound asleep. One minute he's stepping in the boat, the next minute he's deep, comatose, knocked out, snuggled up, sleep, to the point that where as the waves began to overtake the ship, Jesus wasn't bothered. Oh, that was your help right there again. Jesus wasn't bothered. So here is the question. You jumped in the boat. You followed Jesus in the boat. You've watched Jesus do miraculous things before. You've witnessed Jesus open the eyes of the blind. You've witnessed, literally watched him uh, as the perilous began to get life back into its limbs. Uh, why now would you think that the same Jesus that you have so much confidence in the same Jesus that you have so much faith in, the same Jesus that you have so much hope in, now when this storm shows up, we buckle. The same Jesus that you will, uh, uh, okay, Peter, I will lay my life down for you. But now when the rubber meets the road, now the reality is there. Now the visual. Now, see, see, here it is right here. See, this is, this is where some of us, some of us, uh, if not most of us, miss it. Because, see, it's easy to celebrate somebody else and talk about somebody else when they're going through it. It's easy to tell somebody else how to do it. Okay. It's easy to be able to talk about how somebody else should preach the, preach the sermon. Uh, okay, okay. It's easy for you to tell the doctor how to do it. Well, this is what needs to be done. This is how it should be done. But now that your life is in the balance, now that it is your soul or your life that is in the balance, now that it is you that have gotten the phone call. See, it's easy to talk somebody else. Uh, uh, well, you know, you just have to be strong. You know, uh, I, I remember, I remember uh, some years ago, I, was, I, I had a very bad toothache. And I, it was just unbearable. Now, I had been praying, um, Lord, take the pain away. And it seemed like the pain just didn't go away. Somebody know what I'm talking about. And I remember I shared this with a friend of mine who was also a believer. And that brother turned to me and said, oh, ye of little faith. I could have choked him. <laughs> I could have choked him. You see, it's one thing to talk about faith when you yourself is not experiencing the hurt or experiencing the pain are experiencing the loss. It's easy to tell somebody else how they should or how they shouldn't. 
So here it is, the disciples, they get in, they've watched Jesus. They watched Jesus heal everybody else, and they celebrated, they rejoiced. But now that their life was in the balance, now that their life was about to be snuffed out, now where is that same faith that you told brother so-and-so, where is that faith at now? The same excitement that you had when everybody else was getting it. Because you weren't going through it. And so the disciples, the, the Bible says, Jesus turns to them. The disciples, they were afraid. Jesus was asleep. The disciples came to him and woke him up out of his sleep. They didn't just say, Lord, uh, excuse me, Jesus, um, just shake him a little. No, 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 no. They were fearful. Jesus! Do you not care that we perish in here? Do you not see what's going on with my finances in here? Do you not care that I'm struggling right now? Do you not care, Jesus? Do you not care, Jesus, that I've been going through this sickness for year after year after year, Jesus? Do you not care? How can you sleep when all of this is going on in my life? How can you be silent when all of the drama is unfolding right before our very eyes? Jesus, do you not care that we perish in here? How is it that you can allow individuals to just walk in churches and just shoot masses? Jesus, do you not care? Why are you sleeping, Jesus? Wake up. Do you not care, Jesus, that our babies are fearful about even going to school to learn? Do you not know that every time the PA system rings, trauma shoots through the body? Do you not know, Jesus? Do you, how can you sleep when every time I go to the gas station, I'm subject to be robbed of my car? Jesus, wake up. How is it that you can stand by Jesus and idly watch as babies are being destroyed and rapes and whoremongers and all of this stuff is going on? Jesus, how can you sit by and sleep through all of this? Our lives are in danger. Notice what Jesus do as he wakes up. The first thing he do, he don't deal with the, 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 the problem of the waves and the wind. He deals with his disciples. Because the reality is, while all of this stuff is going on, the reality is the word of God tells us that as we get close to the end of time, before Jesus comes, that things are going to get even more chaotic. And if you can't run with the footmen, then what are you going to do when the horsemen show up? If this stuff right here is causing you to buckle at the knees, if this little stuff right here is causing you to question your faith, causing you to second guess your ministry, causing you now to think twice about should I, should I go, should I stay? If this stuff right here got you in a place, what are you going to do when the real stuff show up? Because the reality is what you need, you already have. 
That's why Jesus hits the disciples with this right here. Before he even deals with the winds and the waves, he said, oh, ye of little faith. In other words, you have it already. You could have spoke to the winds. You could have spoke to the waves. You could have spoke to your situation. Oh, I wish I had you right there. You could speak to your circumstances and say the devil is a liar. This is not the way this is going to go. But the disciples, these, these men of God, These, these, these prayer warriors, if you will. These, these students of the word. I mean, they had enough boldness, enough, enough gump, enough courage to get in the boat. But now that the winds are way and the waves are, are shown up now, they're questioning what in the world. Jesus, do you not care? Well, oh, ye of little faith, let me explain something to you, my children. Uh, 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 you have it already. Uh, he arose and he rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Now, here it is. They were amazed. They were amazed. So the men marveled, saying, who can this be? You mean, uh, you mean, <laughs> you getting into the boat with somebody you don't know? You mean you following? You've been coming to church day in and day out, and you don't know who you following? How is it that you can marvel at the fact that God is simply just being God and doing what God do and just showing up like God show up? Why do we marvel when the sun rise? Why do we marvel when the wind blows? Don't you know that they have to do what God said do because of who he is? So I don't marvel when God show up. My wife and I just here this week had to take our daughters back to school and we looked at what we had and what we didn't have and they were both looking the same. <laughs> they were both looking like brothers and sisters, just the same, like twins. <laughs> but we knew we had to get her back. God, you didn't bring us this far for, it to, for the bottom to fall out. So we offered up a word of prayer. Come on, somebody. We prayed in the name of Jesus. We fired up that old car again. And we went down that road again. And the Lord blessed in ways beyond our imagination. I said, Lord, you've done it before. I know you're not going to bring us here to drop us off by the wayside. So, Father, you know what we need, and you know what we don't have. So do what you do, God. Do it again, Jesus. And we drove with the excitement, waiting on God to do it again. And then we checked cash apps. Come on, somebody. Won't he, Willie? Again and again, and then we get to the school to get our daughter registered, and we praying again because now they're saying there is a balance. I just sat there. We sat in the office. We didn't say a word. I think she was on her phone, and I was just sitting there. I said, God, you got this. Hitting some more buttons, come back, she's clear. Ah.
done it before. You've watched him open the eyes. You've watched him heal family members. You've watched him deliver you from this disease. You've watched him deliver you from that report. You've heard of this and you saw that. And I'm not talking about watching somebody else get their blessing. I'm talking about what God has done in your life. I'm talking about what God is doing in your life. Don't get it twisted. Don't get sidestruck. Don't forget that the same God that woke you up is the same God that will keep you up. The same God that provided you with breath in your lungs is the same God that's keeping the breath in your lungs. So don't get it twisted up because of the troubles and the trials. Don't get it twisted up because of the storms of life. They show up to make you strong. Here it is right here. I'm going to shut it down in a few minutes. But we have to understand that when this storm showed up, it showed up suddenly, but Jesus was asleep for a reason. Because you have to understand Jesus in a very broad sense uh, that what he's doing for you now, what he's allowing you to experience now is simply to get you ready for what's going to come later. So if the storms got you at this point, what are you going to do when the real stuff show up? So Jesus went to sleep. The waves were overtaking the boat. The drama was so real. They screaming, they yelling, they're panicked. They're, they have pushed a panic button. If they could jump out and walk on water like Jesus, I believe they would have ran. <laughs> They would have ran. But Jesus said, listen, no, 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 no. You have to understand the big picture because, see, this test right here is simply getting you ready for the bigger test. There is going to be another test that's going to show up. And this test right here is basically just to work out some stuff that's in you that need to come out. It's just to help you now with your faith. So when now, so now when my life is being taken up, now when they come to capture me because of all that you gone through uh, because of all of the experiences, uh, all of the ups and the downs, uh, all of the shut doors and the turned out lights, uh, and now all of this here hatred and all of this stuff that has showed up, now when they come for you, uh, now when they show up for you, uh, you have something that you can lean on. Uh, oh, I wish I had some help right there um, because we have to understand uh, that God allows stuff to show up uh, so we can have something to lean on, so I can look back over my life um, and see how he showed up when the wind showed up, um, when the waves were overtaking me. Um, now that I realize um, that this God right here has the ability to speak to the elements, um, to speak to the wind and the waves um, and they listen to him, um, what then should I need to be afraid of? Um, what then do I need to be worried about? Um, what then do I need to be concerned with? Um, this same Jesus, uh, the same one uh, that spoke all of this into existence uh, is the same one uh, that is able to hold it all together. Uh, so I just need to do what God has called me to do uh, and let my light shine so bright uh, that it caused other folks to wonder uh, how is it that Pastor Fields uh, can stand uh, in the midst of all of that? Uh, how is it that he's able to walk uh, in the midst of all of that? Uh, how is it that he's able to still smile uh, in the midst of all of
of that. Uh, and when the question is asked, uh, this is my opportunity now uh, to introduce them to my Jesus. Uh, now I say turn your attention uh, to the man called Jesus. Uh, he's the only one uh, that can keep you uh, when you don't want to be kept. Uh, he's the only one uh, that will hold you uh, when everybody else then ran out on you. Uh, he's the only one uh, that will talk to you uh, when everybody has turned their backs on you. Uh, he's the only one uh, that will stick close to you. Uh, that's Jesus. Uh, that's my Jesus. Uh, the one that will do it uh, when everybody else is afraid to do it. Uh, I trust him uh, when I can't trace him. Uh, I believe in him uh, when believing is unbearable. Uh, and I believe I will hold on uh, even if I gotta holler uh, because he's able uh, to do exceedingly uh, abundantly above all uh, that I can think of or even imagine uh, according to the power uh, that worketh in me uh, because he will put no more on me uh, than what I'm able to bear. Uh, he's gonna do it. Uh, won't he do it? Uh, I say, won't he do it? Uh, 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 will he, won't he? Uh, or won't he, will he? Uh, he'll do it uh, in the midnight hour. Uh, he'll do it uh, when everybody else ran out uh, because he's that kind of God. Uh, he may be sleep, uh, but he's not out. Uh, he may be sleeping, uh, but he ain't snoring. Uh, he's just resting, uh, getting ready uh, to give you your breakthrough. Uh, he's just resting uh, so he can show up. Uh, so it may sound like he's quiet. Uh, it may sound like he's sleep. Uh, it may look like he's not listening. Uh, it may look like he's forgotten. Uh, it may seem like he's walked out. Uh, it may appear as if he shut the door, but I just wish I had uh, about two or three folk in here uh, that understand uh, and know that God uh, will never leave you uh, and he will never forsaken you uh, because he is uh, who he said he is uh, and he'll do it uh, when won't nobody else do it. Uh, so he allowed uh, the disciples to go through that uh, because when it was time uh, to go to the cross, uh, now they know uh, that this is uh, the son of the living God. Uh, this is uh, my Jesus. Uh, I stand with him. Uh, I rock with him. Uh, I roll with him. Uh, and I talk with him uh, because he is uh, everything I ever need. Uh, and I'm so glad uh, that he didn't turn me away uh, when I pushed him away. Uh, I'm so glad uh, that Jesus uh, never shut me down uh, when I tried to kick him out. Uh, I'm so glad uh, that Jesus is uh, and that Jesus will. Uh, I'm so glad uh, that Jesus know me uh, better than I know myself. Uh, I can't let go uh, although I want to let go. Uh, I can't stop uh, even if I want to stop. Uh, I took the brakes off. Uh, I can't stop if I want to uh, because God uh, has me in the palm of his hands. Uh, I'm trying to preach uh, somebody out of hell. Uh, I'm trying to preach uh, myself uh, out of a hell uh, of this world. Uh, but Jesus, uh, when he cracks the sky, uh, I want to be ready uh, to receive him with open arms. Uh, I want to be able to cry out, uh, Father, oh.
oh Father, oh Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. Nowhere else I can turn to. No one else I can call on. You're all I got and you're all I need. I don't need a friend that don't care. I don't need haters in my corners. If I gotta walk by myself, I'll walk by myself. If I gotta roll without them, I'll roll without them. But Jesus, just don't leave me. Jesus, just don't turn me away. Don't walk away from me. You're all I got and you're all I need. You're all I got and you're all I need. I can't live without him. Hey, hey, hey. I, 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 I can't live without him. I, I, I don't know what to do without him. I, I, I've come too far in, in, in this thing called running with Jesus to run somewhere in another direction. I, I don't know what to do without him, y'all. I, I, I don't know how to live without him. I can't function without him. I can't think a thought without him. I can't even breathe without him. I need him every step of the way, though. That's why when the storm show up in your life, when the storm shows up in your life, it may seem like Jesus is sleeping. But let me explain something to you. He's just sitting back waiting. What he's gonna, what is, what would Jesus say to you when he wakes up? Would he turn to you and say, oh, ye a little faith? Or will he turn to you and say, well done? See, now I can trust you with so much more. Your faith has given you the victory. It's your faith, family of God, that's going to give you your breakthrough. Because sometimes, like Peter, sometimes God got to allow you to go through it. Sometimes God got to hit you with a, with a stiff blow. It's not that you've been bad. There was nothing about the disciples when they got in the boat that talked about them being in the air. It didn't say that they shouldn't be there. It didn't say that they, why did they get on the boat? They shouldn't even, they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Do you not know that trouble is everywhere? I don't care where you go, you're going to find some form of drama, trauma, some form of violence. You can move to the moon. And guess what? It's going to be sinful because you're there. You can't escape this. The only way out is through Jesus. And you try to look in all these other places and you will find a dead end. Because Jesus is the only way to a safe space. There could be drama all around you, but with Jesus in the boat, I'm good. I'm good. Because nothing can happen to me unless Jesus gives it the approval. And so I hold on to him. And I believe in him. The disciples, they didn't know. They thought they knew. They jumped in the boat with no idea what was to come next. Somebody in here this, this, this afternoon, you got in the boat with Jesus, and soon as you got in the boat, the storm showed up. 
And now you're looking around trying to figure it all out. Did I make a mistake? Should I have stayed on the bank? But you have to ask yourself the question, what prompts you to get in the boat in the first place? If you say, because I love Jesus, then why don't you love him still? If you say, I got in the boat because I was just curious about Jesus and how he was doing all of these things, and I want to know more. Well, isn't this a good opportunity to learn more in the midst of a storm? How are you going to learn more? You can't always learn by looking at somebody else. Sometimes you yourself have to go through it. Sometimes you yourself have to get in the water. I'm going to end with this story right here. Just trying to learn how to swim. And saw all my friends swim. I think I told this story before. And as in the, in the shallow, I swam really well. Because I knew, Doc, when I got tired, I can just simply stand up. Now, to my surprise, um, you know, as I was swimming, hands moving, feet moving, practically kicking all the water out the pool, but one going nowhere. My friends would get in, they'll swim down to the deep, and I'll, 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 I'll run swimming. Somebody know what I'm talking about. I got a lot of swimmers out there. But I can tell when you get to the deep end, for those that know, the water gets a little dark. So although I had my eyes open, I knew the water's getting a little dark. This may be a good time for you to stop and turn around and go back the other way. And that's what I would do. But I never would get in the deep. So I went to this class and did the same thing in the class. The teacher taught me how to swim. I started getting a little better on the shallow. Swim to one end, to the next, kicking your feet, moving your hands. I was doing it really well. I said, man, I got this. But then he said, okay, everybody get out the pool. Let's go down to the deep. Okay, now we got a problem. And it was something about the way I guess I was looking. Maybe the fear in my eyes that prompt this young man as he was talking to make his way to where I was standing. Grab me by my wrists to eventually he had to grab me by my ankles. So with wrists in one hand and ankle in the other, into the deep I went. It wasn't until that moment in midair that I realized sink or swim. And as I came up, the instructor standing by with the, with the life vest thing and, you know, ready to, to get me out, began to give me instructions in the midst of the storm. Kick your feet. Move your hands side to side. Slow your breathing down. My friends on the sideline, you got it, John. Keep, keep going, encouraging me along. So before I knew it, I was treading water. Looked around to find out which side was the closest, and that's where I swam to. And so for years, that's what I did. 
jump in the deep, get my direction, and swim to the side. But here it is. I did that for years. Come up, swim long enough to get my direction, swim to the side. But no one talked to me, Sister Teresa, about longevity. It wasn't until I landed myself in the United States Navy where I had to take a swim class. Now, because I knew how to tread water, I knew how to find the edge, dock, and get there as quickly as I can, they told me I had to tread water for seven minutes. Now, I don't know if anybody ever held their breath for seven minutes or did anything for seven minutes. Uh, I think George Floyd, uh, um, the police officer, had his knee on his neck for about that time, which lets you know that seven minutes is enough time for you to die. So when they threw me in, the, when I got in the pool at the United States Navy, I got in long enough to find the side and get to the edge. That wasn't enough. What am I saying? Every trial you go through, there was another level. I passed one level by getting to the side. Now there's another level staying in there for seven minutes. And now that I could do that, there's another level. And there'll be another level. And another level. So whatever you're going through, I need you to understand that there are levels to this thing. I don't know who you are, what you're going through, or what you need. But I just want to introduce you to my Jesus. To let you know that he's here and he's waiting and he's available. So if you had not accepted Jesus or made Jesus your personal Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity to do so today. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Father God, again, we thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. We thank you, Father, for showing us that even in the storm, we can see your sovereignty. We can see your love. We can see your divine love. And how you show us and teach us even in the storms. That let us know that there are levels to this thing. And that you are not going to send us into something that you haven't already devised a way of our escape. Even if it means, Lord, you speaking to the elements. And telling them to be calm, be still. Get somewhere and sit down. And they must obey. So we bless you, we thank you, and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're viewing online and if you want to, us to reach out to you, please put your information in, in the chat. Somebody will reach out to you. We thank God for you, and we pray for you every day. God bless you. heads for a special prayer for um, our very own sister Crystal and her family. Um, a 
decision would be made on this Monday regarding her dad. Let's pray. Father God, again, we thank you so much for your love and your kindness. We pray for Sister Crystal in a very special way, her family. We pray, oh God, as they are contemplating their next step, the decisions that they are up against, the choices that they have to make, that you would be with them in their decision-making process. We ask that you would wrap your loving arms around them, hold them close. Let them see you, Father. At the end of the day, oh God, your name would be glorified. Speak in your praise through all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's give the pastor a, a big amen for that powerful sermon today. We had church today, folks. Amen. amen. Regardless of what the devil put on you, just know God is sovereign. Absolute power and authority. He can take us through any trial. Now in dismissal from Lord, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Shut up.